Index podcast on this Wednesday, January 6th edition. I'm Ben, and here with me, as always, is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Hey, Ben. Uh, so much for KD not being able to play. How about that Nets game last night? Boy, that that came out of nowhere. Did he play last night? No, no, he did not play. He's out oh, yeah, no, but they still blew him out. But they still blew him out. So, yeah. you know, you, you expected uh, Brooklyn to kind of fall on its face. But uh, it was just the opposite. Huge win for the Nets after they'd scuffled a little bit out of the gate. But it just underscores uh, the unpredictability of the NBA and the challenge in trying to to pick winners. But we're back today for uh, hopefully three winners for our listeners. Yeah, a bit surprised Utah is so down right now. Um, didn't see that coming. As well with Portland and their loss last night. That was a bit surprising. Well, they seem to have a little distraction out there. I saw where uh, Gobert has been getting into a, a Twitter battle with Shaq. Never a good idea to get into Twitter wars with Shaq. I think Shaq always comes out of those on top. But uh, Shaq alluded to the fact that uh, you only have to average 11 points a game to make $200 million in this day and age. Um, it's funny how you know players of every previous generation look at the players of today with a lot of jealousy when it comes to money. Um, I'm sure, you know, Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain were looking at the money that Shaq was making back in the day <laughs> and, and wondering why we couldn't make that kind of money. So that, that seems to be where Shaq is right now at, at this point in his life. But yeah, I don't know what's, what else going on there in, in Utah. I mean, Spida maybe coming back down a little bit to earth there. Um I, I, it's too early, though. Uh, and you know what? Utah's always there in the mix in the end. So I think at some point the Jazz will will start to, to kick it in. But, yeah, it's been a rough start for Quinn Snyder's crew. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to today's games for Wednesday night. And uh, we're just going to jump through a couple of these. So we'll go ahead and we'll start with the Wizards at the Sixers. Washington's two and five overall on the year, while the Sixers are six and one overall and four and zero at home thus far. Line is set at Sixers by six and a half right now. What do you think about that? Well, one team that isn't having trouble out of the gate right now is is the Sixers. Um, Doc Rivers on the sideline seems to have brought major change um, as well as the additions of Seth Curry and Danny Green. Uh, they're off, as you said, Ben, to six and one start, which is the league's best right now. And they're currently in the midst of a 19 game home winning streak following their 118 101 win over Charlotte on mon- Monday. Besides the additions of Green and Curry, I think the reemergence of Tobias Harris as a force on the offensive end uh, has really been helpful. Uh, of course, this was a reunion of Doc and Tobias back from their days in the Clips, which was kind of the high watermark for his game. So he seems to have found that level again. He's now uh, run his streak to four straight games uh, of topping at least 20 points. So a uh, very welcome sign for the Sixers, especially on the offensive end. For the Wiz, they started off uh, horrific 0-5, and, and I think there were some questions about how long Scotty Brooks could survive, but they've turned it around slightly. They've picked up uh, two straight wins, the last being a 123-122 nail-biter over the aforementioned Nets. Uh, it was Durant's last game before he had to go in this COVID quarantine. Um, 
The tag team of Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook has started to show some promise. Beal had 27 points in that game, and Westbrook had 24 points. But while the Wizards are generating a lot of offense right now, the defense has been almost non-existent. They gave 130 points to Orlando earlier this year and 133 to the Bulls. Not exactly the offensive forces in the NBA. They come in ranked just 26th right now in field goal percentage allowed at 48.1%. Sixers offense, meanwhile, with the additions of Green and Curry, they've added a lot on the perimeter. Uh, They're shooting uh, 47.1% from the field, which is good for 10th right now in the league. So that's been a big improvement for the Sixers over last year. Washington comes into this game 3-10-1 against the spread in their last 14 as an underdog, and they're just 1-4 against the spread in their last five in Philly. The Sixers are 9-2 against the spread in their last 11 games as a home favorite. So as we said, they've done a very good job of protecting that home court advantage. Even with no fans in the stands, uh, we see Philly coming out of this game with a win and a cover, we're going to take the Sixers minus the six and a half. Okay. And they've got the Nets tomorrow night. So potentially a bit of a, a trap situation, but I think they've been pretty good um, so far this year at avoiding that. I agree. You know, I thought the trap situation was uh, their last game against Charlotte where they were coming off the second of a back-to-back with the Hornets. And after having blown the Hornets out, you expected them to, kind of lift the, uh, the foot off the pedal, but they didn't. They kept it on and ended up covering that game as well. So I think Philadelphia's just playing really good basketball right now. You can't let down against this Wiz team because, as we said, they put up a lot of points, but they're giving up more points right now. So if, if Philly shows up tonight looking to play, they should have a fairly easy time covering this one. Okay, uh, next game is a big uh, rematch from the bubble in the Eastern Conference. We've got the Boston Celtics at the Miami Heat on ESPN. Uh, Celtics 5-3 and three overall this year, while the Heat are 3-3 three and three so far. Miami, though, is favored by 2.5 at home right now. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, when last we left these two teams, they were in the bubble in the Eastern Conference Finals, and it was Miami that was pulling off the upset um, and eliminating the Celtics, part of that magical run that the Heat had down there in Orlando. Not surprisingly, Miami has not been as hot out of the gate. Um, Coach Eric Spolstra has really been toying with the lineup. He's used six different starting lineups in in the six games. Uh, The last one seemed to click, though. They had a nice 118-90 win over OKC. And the big change there was the insertion of Kelly Olynyk into the starting lineup. And Olynyk, he can do one thing. He can knock down open threes. And he was five of seven from beyond the arc uh, for 19 points. So nice, uh, nice game out of Olynyk. Um, the Heat are going to have their hands full tonight, no doubt, besides having the revenge factor going for him. Boston also brings in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Tatum off to a really hot start, uh, 26.3 points per game, 7.6 rebounds and four assists. And Jalen Brown is right there with him at 26.9 points per game and 3.1 assists. But similar to the Wizards, Boston's defense has not been 
the defense that we've come to know from from a Brad Stevens team. Um, they come in ranked just 22nd in the league in field goal percentage allowed at 47.2%. That plays well into Miami's hands. Of course, Miami uh, has some very good perimeter shooters in, in Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, and they come in sixth in the league right now in field goal percentage at 48.5%. Uh, Celtics just one in seven against the spread in their last eight games following an ATS win. As we said, they're coming off that big win over Toronto on Monday, 126-114, and the Heat are a perfect 5-0 and against the spread in their last five home games. So the line is very low here, which uh, indicates it's, it's going to be one that's probably going to go down to the wire. But we like the Heat coming off of a nice game against Oklahoma City, regaining a little bit of their old form from last year. And in the revenge game of the Eastern Conference Finals, we're going to take Miami minus the two on this one. Okay. All right. I like that. You know, uh, Boston has been pretty good record-wise, but uh, when you look at the box score, Brown and Tatum don't get to the line. I think last game, uh, neither of them combined for any uh, free throw attempts. Well, Miami really does, especially Butler, does a great job of that. So I think that could be the difference tonight. Great call. And also, Adebayo has been uh, just as good uh, out of the gate, too. So while they haven't quite clicked uh, as a team yet, uh, you know, we know how good Spolster is on the sideline. Uh, There will be no shortage of energy in this game tonight, even for an early season matchup. I think both teams are going to want this one. So looking forward to a good battle. Yeah. All right. Uh, now to our last game of the night, we've got the Toronto Raptors at the Phoenix Suns. The Raptors one in five on the year. The Suns five and two overall, and also tied for first uh, against the spread. They're five and two there as well. The line right now is Phoenix favored by three points at home. What do you think? If we had been picking this game any point in a season for say the last seven or eight years. Uh, this would be an easy Raptors win, even on the road. But so two teams that look to be headed in opposite directions right now. Raptors one and five off to their worst start since the 05-06 season, following that 126-114 loss to the Celtics on Monday. They've got a temporary home down in Tampa that doesn't seem to be giving them any home court advantage. And Kyle Lowry alluded to it the other day after the Boston loss. They just don't have the swagger that they've had in years past. The Suns, meanwhile, have plenty of swagger. Five and two, best start for them since the 09-10 season. Uh, Even their recent loss to the Clippers, 112-107, was notable because they came back from 31 down. And Monty Williams afterward was gushing about uh, the intestinal fortitude of his young team. So uh, they can do no wrong right now. Uh, Toronto's offense has really struggled uh, out of the gate and they come in ranked just 30th in field goal percentage and 25th in three point field goal percentage and 26th in scoring. They're averaging just 106 points a game right now. That plays in very well to Monty Williams defense. He's got Phoenix really on the ball right now. They come in ranked fifth in uh, three-point percentage allowed and first in scoring. They're allowing just slightly over 100 points a game. So 
with the uh, nice mix of Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton on the offensive end, coupled with a tough defense. Uh, we like Phoenix here at home. Uh, it's going to be tough for Toronto to get into the win column on this one. The Raptors 3-9 and nine against the spread in their last 12 after allowing 125 points in the previous game. So usually when the defense isn't clicking, that's a, a sign of poor things to come for the Raptors. And the Suns are a red hot 8-1 and one against the spread in their last nine home games. This just does not look like a good matchup for a Toronto team that is really struggling at this point. We'll take the Suns minus the three. All right. I like it. Three winners. I think so. I feel good. We got a nice schedule tonight, 11 games altogether. So uh, come to dunkleindex.com. You can get all of our NBA picks. Uh, Got some big college basketball matchups tonight. As well, now that we're into conference play. So, uh, yeah, check out all that. And then we just posted our podcast for uh, the NFL playoffs and the uh, CFP College Football Championship on Monday night. So, um, listen to that podcast and come to the website and check out our numbers. Yep. Index.com. Cool. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Awesome, Ben. Good luck tonight. All right. See ya. See ya.